everybody to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker. With me as always, my co-host is Victoria Monday. And down in the chat room, Alina moderating the chat. A fantastic show coming up for you tonight. Nicole Antoinette from Guiding Echo Psychic Medium is with us to help us discuss and get in-depth on the Shadow Dimension. Yeah, we're going inside the six-part docu-series that was released earlier this year back in May is now streaming free on Tubi TV. So you're going to want to check it out after this show. So, Nicole, welcome to the studio. Why, thank you, Mike. It's very <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, I mean, you had to travel a long way to get here. I did, I did. It was, it was a struggle, but, um, you know, we made it work. We did. We, we did. did. Yeah. Even, you know, with COVID and all the crazy stuff going on, you're able to trudge through and get all the way here from down the hall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mask free. Mask free. Mask free. <laughs> wow. That's taking a chance right there. It is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're talking uh, Shadow Dimension this evening. I know a lot of people um, are probably going to be interested in, in commentary about our good friend Coyote Chris Sutton, which uh, he passed away. Yesterday, we'll get to that a little bit later this evening. We're not going to dive into that right off because I think it would just traumatize us for the rest of the show. Um, but yeah, Chris was a uh, extremely uh, good friend. He was part of the Shadow Dimension. He was in the last two episodes. So um, so we will get to him a little bit later on. But where I do want to start off... Um, you know, Victoria was a part of it. Uh, Victoria was in two episodes, primarily the second episode. So we're going to talk about <laughs> Victoria's uh, experience that she related about shadow people down there in Texas. You may even have one in your house right now, right? Yes, he's upstairs. He scared the crap out of me. I broke out my disco 1980s move. I spun around real quick about 45 minutes ago. And not kidding, there was a man standing right there. And I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> I, I got it. I don't know who it is. This is a new one. Huh. So. Yeah. so Nicole is going to be talking about something that I had her look at when I got back from the one and only Conjuring House that is in Harrisville, Rhode Island, the house that the movie The Conjuring is based off of and was a highlight for the Shadow Dimension docuseries. Uh, Carl Johnson and I, as well as others, like his brother Keith, uh, went out there to investigate because Carl has observed shadow entities at this location on a number of occasions, going all the way back to 1973. Of course, the the Perrin family uh, also experienced this. We have Andrea Perrin within the docuseries uh, talking extensively about her experiences there. And I had an experience in her former bedroom uh, in which I got extremely lightheaded and then later on, I captured a photo that um, may have given us an indication as to what may have spawned this shadow activity that's usually seen up there. Now, the way Carl describes it is as a shadowy smoke. Andrea has seen that as well up there when she was a girl. Um, I have a video clip here from the Shadow Dimension episode four <laughs> in which... I'm reviewing footage and I call Nicole over. So we're going to play that. It's a couple minutes long. Here we go. What do you make of this? This is the middle bedroom of the conjuring house, but this here I could kind of maybe explain away from something to do with the camera, but 
this here is the entire window that's behind this wall. I, I don't understand how you can have the entire window kind of protrude out like that. But this is where, right on the other side of that window, mm -hmm. I suddenly got lightheaded and almost passed out while I was interviewing Keith. Mm -hmm. And it was through this doorway that Carl saw that black smoke for the first time come out from there. But this window thing is just, uh, have you seen something like that before? That's kind of crazy. Okay, you're saying that this is a window that's over there. Yeah, you can kind of see the very edge of it right there, but basically the entire window is back behind this wall straight, that one. But yeah, we're seeing it here. We're seeing it here. That makes no sense. No. <laughs> My name is Nicole Guillaume, and I am a psychic medium. And what that means is that I'm able to connect with the spirits of people who have crossed over into the other realms, other dimension, heaven, summerland, whatever you want to call it. In addition to that, I'm also able to pick up on energies. And when I talk about energies, that is different from spirit beings because energies can be the living vibration that an area may have. So every house, every home, every land, basically every place on the earth and probably outside of it has its own energy. So some energies are neutral, some are good, some are great, and others, not so friendly and so when you run into these energies that are not so good that's when people can get sick it's when they can experience some very strange occurrences it's also where people start to feel a lot of fear so it's not necessarily that the energies are bad it's that they're not a good match for us as humans and so that's why we can get sick when we're around them we're very uncomfortable what it seems like to me is it almost seems like portal activity because to me this tells me that this whole house has an energy of its own and it's an energy that actually moves and shifts. So if this is a window that's over there, it's almost as if this thing's moving in time on its own. Like it's its own entity and shifting things forward. It doesn't seem like this energy shifts. But in here, this feels like, like, I don't know how to explain it, almost like a circular, it's just like in my mind's eye, I see it moving, almost like, yeah, moving, but the fact that you call it circular is really intriguing to me because Andrea would always talk about that sometimes it would enter a bubble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm feeling. It's like this circular, like I want to say a merry-go-round, like something that shifts, something that moves, and it does feel circular, like it's moving around. Okay. A little bit of a long clip, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, yeah. I have questions already. All right. All right. Before you get to the oh, questions, okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, first off, for those listening to the podcast later or on KGRA or KPNL, uh, sorry that you didn't see those. But you can come out here to the edge of the rabbit hole uh, channel and go ahead and, and watch this. And also, of course, watch the Shadow Dimension on uh, Tubi TV uh, for that. We also have a $10 super chat from Aww. Tom McNicholas. It says, good to be able to stop in live tonight. RIP, Chris. Thank you very much, Tom, for the $10 super chat. So, all right, Victoria has questions. First question. Um, how did you shoot that? What kind of camera? Was it still camera, video camera, phone? Um, the, 
I believe that was with my iPhone. Okay. Because if you use like uh, an SLR back in the olden days when we used film, when the flap goes up and down, it would cause something like that. But since you used your cell phone, there's no mm -hmm. flap. So there's no right. nothing there. Um, and I heard you talk about, and I can't remember if I heard you talk about this somewhere else or if this is actually in the docuseries, but um, her room was over where the well is. Um, yeah. how, how much activity is due to the well, or is it all throughout the house? Well, and that's an assessment that I've made of the house, and I've talked to Andrea about this a little bit, and we're going to have her on the show in a few weeks, and we're going to okay. dive a bit more into that. Uh, but the, the that well room is essentially, it's an open well in the basement. There's water in it. The uh, walls are made of limestone, and then there's, they are capped with these granite blocks. So it's like a perfect little power plant. So when uh, when Nicole started talking about, you know, feeling a portal right there, it's like that's exactly, mm -hmm. you know, what I was thinking is that this thing is generating portal activity because there's so much right. paranormal activity that's happening, you know, up and down from that room. So that's, you know, can you kind of describe, Nicole, a little bit about the, you know, portal feeling that you're getting off of that photo. And I'm going to pop the photo up here for people to get a good look at it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, like I, I was saying in there, I don't know how to describe it other than, um, so it's almost as if, picture that, the, picture that there's almost like an orb or an aura in that room beyond the doorway. And this aura and this orb expand to all the walls in that room and <clears throat> i believe that this uh aura at, th at this moment is spinning to it would be spinning through the right it'd be spinning to the right so that's why you're seeing everything kind of shifting that way because the light is shifting that way and you know we just have these interesting blurred lines that are all in this um all in this picture and so it's just it's this it's I don't know that it's too much of a feeling it's just it's a it's a sensation that I can't quite put my hand kind of like when we were at the Hinsdale house okay. <laughs> and I was able to um that that's for season two yeah season but, two shadow mention Hinsdale house One yeah locations. um so every once in a while I just kind of get a sensation of something and I don't know how to describe it you know it's kind of like when you experience a different emotion for the first time and you're like I don't know what this emotion is <laughs> like this is new and it's kind of the same with being um intuitive or being a medium you you tune into these different sensations or you have these different experiences and they're so foreign to you that it, it's really kind of hard to put words to what you're seeing or sensing um so yeah the best thing I can say is is it's just like it like I was showing that that circular motion yes, happening in that yeah. in that room and so I think that uh I think it spins at different times I think it spins in different directions I think that this house just has a mind of its own I wouldn't be surprised if that if that energy moves throughout the house either mm -hmm. so yeah it's really fascinating stuff does the activity just happen in the house or is it out of the grounds too or um, um, all over the place? Yeah, out on the grounds too. So, you know, it's not just, you know, confined to that room or the rooms below it. It's throughout the whole house. It just seems to be like extra activity uh, within those particular rooms or some of the uh, more interesting things like the, the time slip that Andrea and her mother uh, witnessed there uh, yeah. one time where, you know, the, the family 
showed up in the uh, in the dining room and they're able to like see each other uh, and, and actually interact with each other. And so, you know, that was from that room. Um, a lot of the interactions in the in the bedroom that were reported were in there. Of course, the black smoke that, that we're talking about, the, the shadow entity has been seen up there uh, a number of times. So uh, it's just it's just fascinating. And again, you know, for for me, um, seeing this shift, I, the term I've given it is interdimensional phasing because it seems like a, a phase shift there. You look at the the bed at the bottom and the um, uh, the, chair. the chair that's right there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, none of that is has been shifted. None of that is right. moving. But you see that basically from the the doorway onward, and that window that you see that's kind of protruding across to the chalkboard that's back there. It's a, it's a chalkboard that they had set up there. Um, that is actually behind this little wall piece, and it's the exterior window in the top middle of this photo here. Oh, um, wow. But, well, when you tune into the shadow dimension and you watch <laughs> that episode, you'll be able to see why that picture is so odd because when he first showed it to me I didn't quite understand it because I didn't know the format of the room and then when we watched the clip together and I was able to see how it's not like that window is right behind that other window um and it's not right up against the chalkboard, which is what I thought the room was like. I thought it was a small room. So here's the chalkboard and like here's the window right here. The window almost has a little hallway down it. Very, it, it, it goes back. So when you watch um, Shadow Dimension, you watch that episode, um, you'll have a better understanding of how that room was yeah. laid out and why that picture should not have happened. <laughs> why it was weird. <laughs> So uh, real quick, we have a $5 super chat from Robert Hanna. He says, my condolences to Chris Sutton's family. He seemed like such a nice guy. Too bad I never got to meet him. RIP, Chris. Thank you very much, Robert. And yes, our condolences again to, to Chris's family. So a uh, question here from Sarah Youssef. So what are the elements necessary to create a portal? Um, really, you're talking like electromagnetic uh, energy. So when when I discuss this, and we discuss it, discuss it at length regarding like the Alaska Triangle, um, you know, people kind of often get confused, uh, like vortex and portal. They're actually two different things. Um, the portals are, can be basically be spawned by the vortex uh, energy, which is basically usually like. Uh, Earth energy that wells up from the magnetic core of the Earth and kind of spawns off all of these different effects. But um, I believe, like with the Conjuring House, because of the way that room is put together, it's able to harness that. And you see this at like different locations, like uh, the pyramids, uh, Stonehenge, these ancient sites of power that knew that this energy was there and they were trying to tap into it and harness it so they could do things like create the portals. So, do you agree? I. <laughs> I agree with this conclusion, you, yes. You concur? I concur. Oh, why didn't I concur? <laughs> Except you forget the earth is hollow. <laughs> it's hollow in areas. You and I disagree on this. <laughs> I believe that there are very large pockets created by the, you know, earth's magma and it's receded from those locations because we see, uh, yeah. you know, the magnitudes uh, all over the place. So I think there are big cavernous areas like that. But as far as the idea of completely hollow inside and there's yeah. like its own sun and all that stuff in the middle, yeah. no. No, it's not like the aliens and the Nazis are down there watching right. YouTube or anything. <laughs> yeah. And flying out to the North Pole. 
Um, I did have an, oh, um, I have seen some older houses. Um, when you look at them, um, like from an aerial view, they're formed in kind of a cross. Um, is the conjuring house like that at all, where it's, it was a, a main house and they branched out any, or is it just well, house? Yeah, the, the conjuring house, I mean, it's been built onto many times. So that's why when you look at this, uh, this photo, there's an interior window. Mm -hmm. because they've added on to it but as far as like the neighborhood it's i mean it used to be the only house for for miles um right. the property actually extended into massachusetts uh, it's it's near the border but over time they added other houses so there's not really like i mean it's just kind of a you know old road that kind of goes up from rhode island to massachusetts and you know all the okay. houses are coming kind of in a row there but if you were like in an airplane and you look down, it wouldn't look like it was a cross or anything. No, like that. no, there's it doesn't have any there. special shape. Okay. No. Hmm. Okay. No, the where air, is the eerily? The... the house is eerily shaped like a pentagram. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, if they had a lot of kids, that would make sense. You know, especially daughters, they don't want to be get away from me. You know, they don't want to be near well, each other. What's interesting <laughs> is Andrea does talk about in the shadow dimension about how you know you had all these little girls there with all of their energy mm -hmm. that you know could have been helping to fuel all the activity there at the conjuring house which we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to her about that yeah. when we have around a few weeks but that was one of those stories because um there are a lot of comments from people that i mean there's all kinds of people that follow andrea and her work and the, the story of the conjuring house but a lot of people commented that andrea had uh told a number of stories for the shadow dimension that people had not heard before and that was one of them mm -hmm. yep when i did ghost tours out here we um did one with i think we had like 40 or 50 girls and they were um teenage um dance girls and so this whole bus rolls up we had so much activity that night I it, bet. Was, <laughs> you know, it was girls do that anyway uh where is the um the dining room in relation to andrea's room in the well is it would it be um, stacked up or is yeah it basically up? it's so you have the well room, the parlor, which is where Andrea and her mother saw the, mm -hmm. uh, that's where they were standing when they saw uh, those those people. Right. It, but okay. the, basically it was the next room over. Okay. So, yeah. Is, it's, it, is it an alignment sort of or, or nowhere near? Oh, it's like right next to it. Okay. So it becomes a question of if... Okay, this is what I believe. So the energy from that room, from the, from that energy that's there was, mm -hmm. uh, how do I want to state this? Basically affecting their consciousness where they were able to slip their consciousness from one moment in time into another moment in time. So not like a physical right teleportation but the consciousness and so that was able to because they were standing right above it it was gotcha. able to yeah that's interesting okay so tom mcnicholas has a question here though does it matter which way it spins to increase activity clockwise or counterclockwise i don't know that it matters which way it spins um but i mean if you're really going to try to observe it more which i don't i don't think anyone's really observed that portion of it um Energy is always giving us information, and so the best way for us to be able to know what information it's giving us is to, of course, like observe it, study it, take note of it. Um, so it 
it's possible that if it's spinning one way, it means something. If it's spinning another, it might mean something else. Kind of like a pendulum, mm -hmm. you know, and, and pendulums are reliant on some form of energy. So um, there could be uh, there could be some type of meaning to it. I don't know what it is because I, I don't you know, I haven't really spent I haven't spent any time at the conjuring house and haven't really spent a whole lot of time studying the phenomenon there. Um, but directions, I mean, they can they can be important. Um, but without sitting down and, and really taking note of what happens during an energy shift or right afterwards, it's kind of hard to tell. And plus, um, you know, just like each person is different, every house is different, every land is different. They're all going to have different energy signatures. And so that in that way, they're all going to have different ways of saying hello. <laughs> you know, they're all going to have different ways of reaching out and speaking to you. And so, um, you know, if you're near an area where there's a lot of energy shifts or you live in an area where there's a lot of energy shifts, you might want to just, um, you know, get a journal or a notebook and just start to write down what you're noticing. And, uh, you know, if you feel an energy shift, write down what that feels like, write down what happens afterwards, and then you can kind of see if there's some type of pattern developing. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. <laughs> but like I said, every, every, every land, every house speaks a little differently. So, you know, it's really interesting. Um, we had Johnny on, Johnny Enoch on, and he was, mm -hmm. I think it was before the show, he was telling me that, because um, I used to work at Six Flags over Texas and Disneyland, Six Flags, and all these places are all in the same parallel. Right. And they all have carousels and they all go counterclockwise. So perhaps spinning yeah, the energy out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, Johnny talks a, a, a lot about the way Disneyland is has been developed to, to harness some of that energy. You've been there. How many times? I practically lived there, yeah. <laughs> I grew up there. I, I used to work at a radio station called Radio Oz. So we used to do a um, broadcast there live on Saturdays, live at Disneyland or Disneyland Live. On Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I've been there many times. One of the things that's fascinating too is the protective plants that are around there. Like they've got sage yeah. and lavender. And so I'm like, they've got occultists that are doing the botany oh. here. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's the whole Club 33 thing. There's yeah. that, wow. yeah. That's money there. But if you even think about the teacups, they all go, I mean, almost all the rides go counterclockwise. They do, yeah. Hmm. So, okay. Psychological stuff right there. <laughs> Question here from Android Purity. Uh, he says, you mentioned Black Mist earlier. Do you all believe that Black Mist is totally separate entities, phenomena from shadow figures, or are they connected somehow? So... Um, there are a large variety of different types of shadow entities. So the black mist is one of those. Uh, that is just like a vaporous cloud, or you might see it as uh, black smoke. It really depends on the on the particular shadow. So some of them are, you know, human spirits. Some of them are interdimensional beings. Some of them are extraterrestrials, time travelers. Um, light beings, you know, which might sound a little strange. Pick up the book, A Walk in the Shadows, complete out of shadow people. <laughs> Shameless plug. But um, what's interesting is, and we're actually going to touch on this a little bit later, is at Mineral Springs Hotel, Alton, Illinois, um, I have seen rolling black smoke, kind of like what, you know, Carl and Andrea have described there at the Conjuring House, rolling black smoke morph into the apparition of a little girl. So... Again, it really kind of comes down to exactly, you know, what that particular shadow entity may be. 
I mean, just looking at it right off, you're probably not going to know immediately unless it's, you know, ends up like with Rob Guttrow, it ended up being his aunt. He knew, uh, but usually it takes additional research and investigation. So, so with that said, um, Victoria, I would like to get to your shadow experiences talking about shadows being <laughs> human spirits. Oh, the one in Old Town Spring or the one upstairs? The one in Old Town Spring. <laughs> yeah, the one upstairs is new, but I do have a clip from mm-hmm. you, not the entire clip, but a good chunk yeah. of it from Shadow Dimension Episode 2. You guys didn't know that you were going to be getting sneak peeks and stuff no. of, of the series. <laughs> so, um, so, and again, you want to watch the whole thing, you watch it for free, 2B TV. So, let me get up. Uh, there it is. Here's Victoria. I feel that it is possible to build a relationship with a shadow person. When I was doing the ghost tours out in Old Town Spring, they would always tell me, um, hey, when you're done with your tour, come on over and we'll do the paranormal. You can do the investigation with us. I'm like, okay, sure. And this was like really the first time and I was all excited. I'm going to do a paranormal investigation. So I was all excited to go and learn about this. And so I was in the ice house with um, the girl who was leading the investigation. So we're out there at midnight and you can hear somebody walking around the ice house. I'm like, oh. And so we were in the ice house and you could hear somebody walking around out there and we were away from everybody else. There's nobody else in that town. We were standing there with all of our tools and everything and the light broke. And so I naturally looked over and I saw a shadow go by. I said, oh, I hear somebody out there. There's somebody out there. She's like, nope, nope, there's nobody out there. Sure enough, he comes around the other door. The light breaks again. I look over there. I'm like, okay, there is somebody over there. So I run outside and I'm looking for someone because there is no way because it's it's gravelly over there. You know, it's part of the railroad. And you could hear someone walking on the gravel. Very distinct, very loud, like a large, heavy man. I run out there. There's nobody around. I run to the other side. There's nobody around. And you could tell if somebody was there because there's no place to go, really. I came back in and I said, okay, there was somebody out there, but I don't know who it was. Few minutes later he goes by again I was like, oh my god he is so tall did you see him that time and she goes yeah i saw him so he's so tall i can't even see his head you know he reminds me of my grandpa because my grandfather was huge 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 and he uh, he was a welder and he wore overalls and that's what the man had on and we would go to other parts of the town and you could hear hear him walking and then you would see the shadows on the buildings you know somebody was casting a huge shadow nobody is out there so i was saying well maybe he's like my grandpa he just kind of protects me so whenever I would walk around on these investigations, one, two, sometimes three o'clock in the morning, just a handful of us little gals out there with our, our equipment and our K2s and everything. And I felt like he was protecting me kind of because there was one night I was leading a tour and we were gonna go in the ice house, pitch black, dark moon, can't see anything. And I start to walk in and something hits me on top of the head so hard, I doubled over. And I just knew I walked into a board or something. So I bent over and. I might have said an expletive or something. And I stood up and I was like, man, and I was looking, I had my phone and I was looking around for the board and the man behind me goes, you almost walked into that spider web. And it was a huge spider web across the door, big old spider in it too. So I am quite confident it was him. So your shadow buddy saved you from the big bad spider, huh? I don't do spiders, no. <laughs> what kind of spider was it? Do you Black know? Widow. Black Widow. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. No, we yeah. they're huge, and, and they can make spider webs so quickly. Yeah. So. Mm-mm. 
No, I know it was him. I mean, because it sounds silly because they were time I was out there again one night and where the street turns, it comes to a perfect V and you can't see on the other side. And I had my obvious in my hand. I was walking around and it was probably two o'clock in the morning. I was with the other girl and it goes danger. And we're like, oh, okay. And we stopped and these two men walked by <laughs> and it's like, okay, what are you doing out here at two o'clock in the morning? Young men should be home in bed. <laughs> so yeah. Had he not stopped us, we would have gone around the corner and it wouldn't have been good probably. But. So this ice house, did, did he usually hang around the ice houses or is well, it all around the town? The story is um, about a hundred miles away, uh, the train was coming into another town and it was about two hours late and it was the signal man that was on the back of the train. Now, since they were coming in two hours late, they had to refuel and get water and coal and everything. And he sees another train coming around the corner. So he jumps off because, you know, this is like 18, whatever, and there's no electricity. So he goes running down there to um, stop the other train to let him know, hey, hey, we're still here. Um, but his crew saw the lights swinging back and forth and they go, oh, well, we need to back up. So they backed up over him and he was decapitated. Oof. So they move him to the, um, the depot that was there and he had to wait, you know, a couple of days while his family came to retrieve his body. They moved the depot to Old Town Spring. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps now. They moved the depot to Old Town Spring. When they did that, there started being uh, mysterious ghost lights on the train track. So then people started seeing his shadow and I didn't know about a headless, you know, train engineer. I just thought he was a really tall man and I couldn't see his head, but she's like, no, he doesn't have a head. So I was thinking since he was, his last moments on this earth was trying to stop the train and protect everybody and help. He's a very benevolent spirit who does hang out there. And there's, I think I, Oh, it's in your book. There's that real nasty shadow entity. I sent you a picture of, mm -hmm. um, there's some really nasty things out there and he does come around. Um, and you know, not to go over there. So yeah. He's so, so you would have this good, shadow person essentially mm -hmm. i mean human spirit right protecting you from other shadow entities that are around there mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's definitely because there's a lot of bad things that have happened it was a, um, a gambling town a wild west town mm -hmm. sort of you know brothels gambling saloons lynchings um just you know bad things happened out there but yeah it's just you know i i find stories like that very uh interesting because you do have a you know large number of people that try to say, you know, all shadow entities are bad, evil, yeah. nefarious, malevolent, and that sort of thing. But it, it's really dependent upon that particular shadow, like yours in, mm -hmm. in case here, he's a protector. Yeah, there's, um, there's another lady that's out there also. We never see her, but we can smell her perfume. And um, it's just this disembodied, I took my daughter out there one day and I said, what does this smell like? And she goes, oh, it smells like grandma. I was like, okay, it's it's old, it's old lady perfume is what it smells like. And whenever you're out there having a good time and you're laughing and you're with the kids, then you start to smell this perfume and you're like, oh, okay. So she, she's, you know, she likes us being out there, but then you know when to stay away from the other people. So yeah. <laughs> stay away from the spiders. No. Right. Stay away from the spiders. So uh, Sarah asks, how often do you get a sensation of danger when encountering shadow people? Um, I would say, I, I mean, I, that's probably for anybody. I've probably had the most yeah. encounters of all of us right here, right? Yeah. Nicole's. I, I would head. assume. Yeah. 
Well, you've, well, you've experienced a lot of different types of entities and spirits. And yeah, I've experienced a lot of entities and whatnot. I've seen some pretty scary things, but oddly enough, like I don't recall ever seeing a shadow person. Hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen like a dark thing out of the corner of my eye, but that's... That pales in comparison to like you and Victoria right. and others who have seen it like front <laughs> and center. So I'm I'm kind of relieved I haven't seen that because I think that might be a little unsettling right. for me. But if I were to see it, I would just roll with it. I would probably oh. pretend I was cool with it, even though instead I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, well, it's like tonight I, you know, I spun around on my heel real quick and it startled me and I went, oh. And, you know, you naturally blink a couple of times and then it's gone. And then yeah. my daughter's like, oh, yeah, another one. We Shadow <laughs> shadow cats. They're not my shadow cats, but they are here. You know, They're all over the place. Well, that's the thing, I think, with ghosts and with shadow people and really anything like that is they just appear. And so it's startling. So when people get that feeling of being startled, they think it's, you know, they, they're scared in that moment. So then they start to think this thing is evil because there's that feeling of fear. It's like, no, you know, even even when he pops up somewhere that I'm not expecting, like we both scared each other. I mean, anything <laughs> turning that you're down not the hall at the same time. Yeah. 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 So we'll like both be turning the hall at the same time, not hearing each other run into each other. Like, oh, so and and the same thing happens with shadow people, with ghosts, with with other types of spirits and like even normal people. So just because people have that um, that first sensation of being startled and that is scary, that doesn't mean, of course, that those things are evil. It just means they showed up where you weren't expecting them and you had a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't scare me. Well, that one does. Um, But most of the time it's like, oh, hello. Hi. How are you? And then they're gone by that time. You yeah. Know? Right. But yeah, they're, a lot they're, of times they're, they're like too. darting across the room or down the hall or whatever, and they're just kind of doing their own thing. I mean, if I had to put a number on it, how often? I mean, because it, yeah, the majority of the shadow entities that I've interacted with are just rather benign. They're just there. Um, other people like you, Victoria, you mm-hmm. have the, the one that's you deem a protector. So that one's more benevolent. And other people have reported ones that are more benevolent in nature. Um, I've had a... You know, like the very first shadow experience I had. I mean, I was eight years old and the thing physically interacted with me. Looking back on it, it wasn't being malicious, but it did physically interact with me. So, but I, at that time, sure, I was scared. Um, they're yeah. the ones that creeped me out uh, coming out of the uh, the woods in Maryland one time. I was mm-hmm. not investigating at the time. I was there for something personal. So, And I talk about that story in the shadow dimension. So that one really creeped me out. And then the uh, the black mist at the uh, uh, the Edmond case, Edmond, Oklahoma, that, um, you know, that one was, you know, it, it stopped the cat dead in its tracks. And I'm looking in there. And that one was just kind of, you know, like a heavy feeling, not necessarily danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a, a few occasions where it was, you know, pretty creepy. But most of the times they just dart across the room or like down the hall. They're just there, not really doing much of anything most just kind of stand watch and observe mm-hmm. um and so you know many of these if they're like an interdimensional being or something even like with the ets they could just be watching and studying us um you know that sort of thing yeah when we were in the haunted hill house um i think it was last year we went i time's all time is time is all the same anyway um i took a picture and we were all in this one room all of us. But in the doorway, there was a man standing with his arms crossed looking like, what are y'all doing? You know, and I've seen more and more of that. You know, the more I get deeper into the paranormal, 
the more it's like, well, what are you doing? Why aren't, you know, it, they seem very curious. So like the man upstairs, he was just like, <laughs> what are y'all doing? Yeah. We're playing with cats. They're not mine, but we were playing with the cats. Not your cats. <laughs> One's my life partner, but you know, not my cat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, another question here from Android Purity. Mike, what made you come to the conclusion that a shadow entity could be an alien in some cases? Is it explained in your book? You mean like uh, aliens like Grace? Uh, yes, it is explained in my book, A, a Walk in the Shadows. So uh, definitely grab it if you have not yet. Um, something that we're probably going to talk a little bit about in Shadow Dimension Season 2. We don't really get into the alien thing in Season 1. Um, but there are a number of ways this could work for one a number of these interdimensional beings that we are dealing with very well could be interdimensionally traveling here from another place in the universe uh, anything that is not native to our planet we would consider an extraterrestrial alien uh, could be yes interdimensionally as a ultra terrestrial so something that is already here but you know kind of phasing in and out of our dimension as well that would not necessarily be an et but something coming from another planet yes if it's a physical being like okay like a gray um one possible idea is they're you know trying to utilize some sort of cloaking advice so that we, we don't see and observe them because they're trying to observe us but perhaps they don't quite understand our physiology and their cloaking device doesn't necessarily work you know with our eyes and so we kind of see them as like a bit of a shadow or like a shimmer man or something like that but um you know, this could be the case for a number of different things. And Nicole, I really like your light being uh, idea, and I have incorporated that into my book as well. I th can you explain that one real quick? Sure. So um, the idea that a uh, shadow being could be a light entity comes from the idea that our brain is only able to process so much information at one time. But here's the kicker. It processes more than we're aware of. And so if we have 10 million um, pieces of information that our mind is constantly absorbing, what our mind does is it tunes into the parts of that information that makes sense to us, that it can actually kind of build a picture with. So, for example, right now, my uh, my brain is giving me an image of Michael sitting here and, you know, the, the camera right here, the computer screen in front of us. So that's all stuff that my brain is able to understand and form into a picture so that I can understand that information and be aware of my surroundings. But there's other things that my brain is also interpreting that I'm not even aware of. And the same is true for all of us. So, um, so when our brain sees something that it doesn't understand, one of the things that it does, which is quite fascinating, is it blocks it out. And so there are stories of when... Um, different uh, ships were coming to, you know, back in before when we still thought the earth was flat <laughs> <laughs> and we were testing the waters ta -ta, um, <laughs> with different <laughs> ships and we were going to where supposedly those ships were going to fall off. There are legends and stories of how when they um, when native lands, when lands that had not been discovered by um, England or whatnot, as those ships were approaching um, the Americas or whatnot, 
the natives weren't really able to understand what that ship was and so they weren't able to see it or if they did see it it was blocked out it looked like something foreign to them until um the ship actually landed and you know people got off of the ship and then they were able to understand what was happening but that's an example of the brain blocking out something because it is so foreign. So that's where the idea that these could be light beings because if our um, eyes are not able to absorb that amount of light, it could just block it out. And we see something similar happen when we stare at the sun when we're not supposed to. Like as a kid, I was kind of a rebel in that thing when people are like, don't look at the sun, you'll no, go just... blind. I'm like, oh really? Mm. <laughs> you know, stare right <laughs> at it. And what would happen is there's this black swirl that starts to cover the sun and before you know it you can't see the sun anymore I just edge of the rabbit hole is not recommending you do this at home <laughs> this is true <laughs> we, we don't recommend it but but you know right <laughs> I did that i've given that example like with the light bulb and i've done that at uh you know in the conferences you know using the light bulb stare at the light bulb and say, i'm not recommending you do this but if you do but if you do this is it, what happens it, it yeah. turns yeah basically you just see the silhouette of the bulb after yep. a certain point in time yeah and so that's where the idea came to me i was like wait a second what if these are actually light beans because um you know like mike was saying there are plenty of stories of shadow people and shadow entities being very loving being very protective um, I have a friend who talks about how she grew up in foster care and when she saw shadow people she felt very comforted by them mm -hmm. and so she got along with the shadow people and clinged to them more than she did to the you know the the physical flesh and blood beings that were in that house that you know I, I guess weren't particularly nice to her. So um, the more him and I were talking about these different shadow people and experiences I was like what if these are light beings and we just can't see them? Like our mind is blocking them out. Our brain is blocking it out because seeing them head on would probably damage our brains and nervous yeah. systems, you know, because that can happen. So that was a lengthy explanation. But I think, I think I did a good job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I got you, it. Victoria. I got it. A uh, couple of things real quick. Last week's guest, Katie Grabowski, is in the house. Great to see you. And then next week's guest... James Keenan is with <laughs> us. So great to see you both. And Trey told me he's going to go um, geocaching in late September, early October. So we can hook onto that train too. Oh, there we go. Geocaching. Yeah. You know? yeah All of us. Come on. <laughs> All right. So I have about uh, a little more than 15 minutes left in the show. So in honor of our good friend, Coyote Chris Sutton, who passed away yesterday. I do want to play. Uh, some of you have seen this on my Facebook. Uh, his drumming clip there in the basement of Mineral Springs Hotel. So uh, this was filming for the Shadow Dimension. This this is actually featured in episode six. And I do want to go ahead and play that and talk a little bit about um, you know the energy there in Mineral Springs. You may experience that here on Friday when we when we go out there for him. Um, I don't know how much, but you may actually get a chance to step in the Mineral Springs, at least. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the, the activity that's been experienced there. But um, so f this probably be very sad for some of us. So here's Chris. 
This is, we're actually below the ground here, so they call it the sub-basement. So what we have found, or I have found, doing um, drum circles or just offerings and giving thanks to the spirits down here does increase activity. Would you like a demonstration? Of yeah, absolutely. Let's, okay. let's see what happens with the drums. Yeah, anytime that you've done a drum circle down here for the Haunted Road Media Paracon, mm -hmm. I've been upstairs running another investigation. So yeah. I haven't, we, we had you on edge of the rabbit hole the one time to do a little drumming down here. There was a live stream show. Yeah. This is a little bit different now. It's just the two of us. Yeah. And we're here specifically to try to interact with mm -hmm. whatever is going on down here. So okay. I'd love this. All right, we'll start with something slow, then we can move mm -hmm. on to something faster after that. All right. Um, and, and the idea is that we're trying to connect with spirit almost to put us in a trance-like state. Mm -hmm. Right, because the drum, when you follow the drum with your mind and with your eyes and your ears, it starts working on you. It starts making you more focused over what's going on around you. E H K C S C M E H K. and of outside the place. Mike and I are here to start talk with you. We are here to respect you. We come here with all honor because we want to thank you for being who you are and for coming to, to see us, for coming to commune with us. And if you wish to speak to us. All right. I still can't believe he's gone. Um, that's our good friend, Shaman County Chris Sutton. I was filmed uh, last November. Um, for those of you that have seen the Shadow Dimension docuseries, uh, when we're upstairs in, in the hallway and I say goodbye to him, that was the last moment that I actually said goodbye to him. This was the last moment that I saw him. <clears throat> so bringing it back around to, to Shadow Entity. So Chris had... Uh, witnessed many shadow entities down there in the in that sub basement of mineral springs hotel which there is a you know again the open uh spring that's still there the you know the cisterns no longer there they kind of packed it in with trash but it's still essentially an open hole into the ground and when he would do that drumming down there a lot of times uh he said that he would see the the shadows moving in and around the pillars and around the people and in his uh interview footage that we have of him in that episodes uh he he talks about how he never really thought of them as kind of quote unquote shadow people before he just thought they were spirit uh, but he's like well now that you you know mention it yeah i guess you would kind of you would actually call them 
uh, you know, shadow people because of the fact that they're they're shadowy and they're you know kind of have that humanoid figure. So, um, so it's fascinating to me him harnessing that energy through the shamanic drumming and you know the spirits coming to him and coming into the room as those uh, as those shadow entities. So, Victoria and Nicole, you have any comments on? Um. Yes, there was a comment I rolled by earlier, and I didn't see who said it. Um, but someone had mentioned, I think it was Christopher um, and his trucking gnomes. Um, mm. When they were in the south, they saw, um, he saw uh, druids, I think he saw, said. Um, if, would that be the same thing as Chris? Like maybe it's um, reactivating something that was there before? Uh, I mean, that's an interesting idea. So, you know... The, the druids, of course, you know, also being, you know, tapping into nature like that um, and utilizing, uh, utilizing music, um, utilizing basically vibration like mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah, I, I imagine it would, I, I don't know a lot of druid history and lore, but I guess enough to, to know that, sure, they were trying to uh, either enter alter states of consciousness, uh, interact and communicate with spirit. What I don't know is for sure whether when they did that, if they would have appeared as shadows to the druids. But um, if you're having Cody Chris doing something that's essentially the same thing just here, you know, in America, and he's generating, uh, you know, shadow entities that way that are just essentially spirit, then I could, I could ascertain that, yes, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Druids were probably doing the same. I didn't know we had Druids here in the South, though I do personally know people who are <laughs> Druids, um, but they're more modern day, um, what do they call them? Techno Druids. I think it's what they call them now. Okay. Cause you know, you, you get everything off the internet now. God bless Al Gore for, you know, creating the <laughs> internet. <laughs> Don't even where, get me started there. Don't where even would get we me be? started there. <laughs> so, um, so I mentioned it earlier, but I did want to uh, talk about here as far as that location, Mineral Springs. So this is the hallway in which uh, I saw the black smoke morph into the apparition of a little girl. There are five of us there that particular evening. Um, and basically, that doorway directly there on the right-hand side um, is a room in which the spirit of a little girl had been. Uh, many people interacted with her uh, there over the years, including Coyote Chris. In fact, when we had him up there during episode six, talking about the story of the little girl, we were getting all kinds of interesting meter activations up there. So, and he sensed that, that she was nearby when we were telling the story, but on the night in question, uh, basically all the way at the end of that hall. And this was, I guess, two years ago. Now, Tom McNicholas, he's still down in the chat. He's familiar with this story because he was there. Um, but the shadow or the the shadow smoke started all the way down at the end of the hall, kept creeping closer and closer and closer, kind of climbing up the wall on the right hand side. It was as it was coming forward, and at some point, uh, that shadow as it creeped up the wall on the right hand side morphed into the apparition of a little girl. So that was like the moment for me. Although people like our good buddy Rob Gutra would tell me sometimes some of these shadows are just human spirits. I was like, yeah, but that was the moment they were confirmed for me. Okay, Rob's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So how could you ever question Rob in the first I, you know, place? Come on. He and I don't agree on everything. He's an amazing <laughs> friend. We don't agree on everything. Just like I don't always agree Hollow with Earth. Victoria on Hollow, Hollow Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Victoria, like you were saying, you know, you know the the headless shadow there is is a human spirit. I you know I believe that's what I saw there at. Um, and the North Springs, a little bit of a different form, you know, mine coming out of smoke, like what they're reporting there at the at the Conjuring House, where yours is just, he's already, you know, fully formed right there, but as a shadow, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I've also seen the same thing. Um, there is another negative. Um, he's been reported as more of a pedophile type entity, because there's some of that stuff going over there, too, back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, and he did appear um, very smoky and misty like on the bottom and it was swirling up and then his top half was formed and um, by the time he got in front of my car he was fully formed but um, for the most part I've always seen him formed maybe I'm not that fast but (laughs) (laughs) so uh, Sarah's asking were drum circles performed that night yes they were actually Um, because that preceded or the drum circles preceded that investigation that we did. So basically, we it was part of the Haunted Road Media Paracon. We had the conference, we went out for dinner, came back, and it went twofold. So some people stayed upstairs for Dave Nunley to do a history session of the hotel. Others went downstairs with Chris to do the drum circle. And then after they were both done with their little mini sessions, we came back together and split up to do the investigation. So that investigation, when we saw the little girl, was already after Chris had done the drum circle down in the sub-basement. So we were kind of trying to recreate uh, that night when, when we filmed the shot of the mansion. Do you think maybe he woke something up? I mean, it's possible. Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, watch watch the shadow mention he tells you right there that (laughs) i know you have but others that are watching this um you know he uh you know he talks about seeing the shadows uh move about when he's when he's done drum circles there in the past no i meant the little girl do you think he woke her up oh and did he wake her up i mean possible because i've had yeah out there in spring i've had a lot of little children and children-sized orbs hook on to me if you want to call it that because i give off this mom aura you know i'm, I'm always the girl scout mm-hmm. mother you know <laughs> so i mean maybe he gave off like a dad aura or something or, or you maybe know. maybe because he he mentioned that he always felt like she was waiting for somebody like her father Aww. to come along which is yeah really yeah. sad so and tom is reminding us here that there was also a thunderstorm that Ooh. evening so yes there was that that charge in the air with the thunderstorm as well. And I've seen a number of times where you go out on an investigation and oh, yeah. you get a thunderstorm and that really charges it up. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a really good one. It was during the middle of an electrical storm and mm. it was really good. So we got about five minutes left in the show. Um, Nicole. Yes. Uh, Alina has a question specifically for you. Okay. It's interesting that she's giving you this question, but. I'm interested in hearing your response, though. <laughs> uh, she says, I have a question for Nicole. Who does she personally think a hat man is? Santa Claus after he retires. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's a really good question. I haven't had any experiences with the hat man, um, so I, I don't really 
you know, I can't go from personal experience, but I think a lot of times with any of these entities, like I don't think it's just one entity. I think that the the hat man, the hat man, I think it's hat men. I think it's several different um, beings that probably all have their own personalities, their own agendas, um, that sort of a thing. It does seem like from from what I've heard with Hatman, they're usually um, I want to say malicious for lack of a better word or neutral. You you rarely hear about like a really nice experience with the Hatman, but just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it it doesn't exist. Um, so I don't actually I don't think it's an entity that's actually wearing a top hat. I think that's how that figure is actually. Um, shaped i think that is probably what its head looks like i don't think it's clothing i think it's you know or maybe i'm totally wrong and it's some type of time traveling device that they're wearing on their head who knows i'm a sci-fi girl it's interesting you mentioned that because james keenan was down in the chat earlier i don't know if james is is still around uh but he thinks when it comes to the hat wearing entities that the hat is technology it could be. Yeah, it, it absolutely could be because you think about it, it kind of makes sense because if you're wearing something on your head and you have all the, if they have the connections to your neurons and everything, and if they figure out that that is how you can time travel or something like that, like to me, that actually kind of makes sense that it would be tech or it's their head. <laughs> well, so because. <laughs> As far as I know, like I've never heard of of a hat man like taking off his hat and being like, "Good day, mom. Good day, sir. <laughs> well, have a cup of tea." You know, you never hear about it coming off. So I, I don't know. Well, we I've seen a hat person, if you want to call it that, wearing a cowboy hat. But you know, I'm down there here in go. South, so maybe it's a geographical thing. Maybe. <laughs> and again, I'm going to take the stands. <laughs> that it depends on the particular uh, the, the particular entity because I think some of them are you know kind of like what you're saying almost suggesting there Victoria that hey you're in the south they wear cowboy hats maybe it's a human spirit that you know th- they have their clothing with them and, and it's their their hat or um, what if they appear to you what you're most comfortable seeing uh, you know that could be that are people um, really that comfortable seeing a top hat though well oh, me yeah I have a oh, performing, you are? Arts, like, performing arts background, yeah. <laughs> like Rosemary Ellen Guiley had suggested, mm-hmm. like, well, when she was kind of saying, you know, kind of purporting that most everything is a gin, uh, which I don't necessarily agree with. And, you know, Rosemary Ellen Guiley was a, was another one that was uh, had left us a couple years ago. And she had a, done a lot of amazing research. But she has suggested that, you know, the gin tricksters, all that, were, you know, putting themselves into some disguise that we would become familiar with and you know, over the years, you'd have like the different style hats and everything, which is an interesting concept for sure. Um, I like to throw out the example of, uh, you know, the, the three hat wearing entities with Albert K. Bender back in the 1950s, where, you know, they materialized into his room. There are three of them. They're shadowy in nature. They're wearing the hats. They have the glowing eyes. I hear that story as a paranormal investigator. I'm thinking these are, you know, these are the hat men where, Bender thought they were extraterrestrials because he was, you know, heading up the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Other people hear the story and they're like, well, these guys were the men in black because they had scared him off of researching UFOs. So, you know, which is it? Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yeah. And so, and Alina asked this question because she ah. saw the hat. Yep. Saw the hat. Ooh. 
Very cool. So, well, um, I have seen one with like a um, baseball cap. Oh, okay. There you go. See, I've <laughs> I've actually of all the shadow, and I've seen a ton of different shadow entities throughout my life. I've never actually seen one wearing a hat because they've been indoors. They're yeah. polite, or what? <laughs> That's it. So Anseline asked, what if it's like in uh, egregore type thing, though, where some people misconstrued its shape as it being a hat, and it took on more of a sh of that shape over time. So I guess starting as something else, and because we always related it to being a hat, that it became a hat over time. I guess that would be the case if, if it was the same entity coming back again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's kind of like when you watch these different sci-fi movies or even when we're playing like, you know, Tomb Raider and they're like, it's the outsider, you know, oh, and you, you know, people just they they come up with these kind of these funny little names for mm -hmm. things that they don't understand. I know there's a bunch of sci-fi movies that do that for the life of me. I can't think of any of them right now. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good point that people are just going to call it something because that's what they can relate it to, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. Yeah. So even though they're calling it a hat man, because I mean, all they're seeing is a figure, it's a shadow, so they can't tell exactly what that formation is uh, on that section of the, of the, um, of the entity. So for all we know, it's its feet. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And Robert Hanna saying that uh, I should do a hat man documentary. So um, I do have, I think it's, uh, well, I have, a, I know on the Hunter Media channel, I have the Men in Black episode, but the Connecting the Universe class, I have done uh, hat man versus uh, Men in Black on there. So I think we just did that a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Well, I saw a slender man that had a, a, a straw hat from like the Coney Island days with Judy Garland. You know, meet me in St. Louis. I mean, what's up with that? A slender man. So you're talking a white entity wearing a suit and it had that hat? Mm-hmm. And big white shoes. Interesting. I have no idea. That, that almost, sounds that like almost, a clown. That almost sounds like the crooked man from uh, the second Conjuring movie. Oh, well, I've never seen those. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was real skinny. I sent you a picture, I think. He was a skinny little guy, and he had these big white feet, and he had a the beginnings of a straw hat um, that was starting to form. I'd have to hunt it down if, if you did. That was a long time so. ago. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Well, we are at the end of our show here. So I do want to thank Nicole for joining us in studio here to talk about The Shadow Dimension. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's streaming free right now on Tubi TV. I know Alina's tossed the link down there in the chat a few times. Uh, it's also in the description. If you're watching here on YouTube, it's in the description below. So you just click on it and go and, and watch it. You know, do that, do that post show right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. This yeah, really of course. It. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I know you had to come a long way. <laughs> I did. I did. It's a long trek from the bedroom to here. I know. 